This is the Restaurant Technology Guys podcast, helping you run your restaurant better. All right, guys, welcome back to the Restaurant Technology Guys podcast. I am Ryan Williams, and I am joined today in studio by Jeremy Julian. Jeremy, what is going on today? <laughs> you know, I never know how you're going to start this. Actually, I do kind of know. Um, you're always going to start it with a what's going on. It's just a, a, a question about the cadence and in your voice. And we also have a very special guest in the studio today, and that is Addison Julian. Addison, what is going on? Say hi. Oh, she is absolutely adorable. And guys, if you can't hear from my voice, I'm a little bit under the weather myself, but it actually plays in perfectly with what we are talking about today. Guys, we are talking about living life. You know, we are all busy. We are all running businesses. We are all out there making it work. We are providing for our families and... (laughs) And businesses can't stop because you're sick or maybe because you have a a child, a a a two-year-old sitting on your lap trying to grab the microphone. Um, So, you know what? It's, it's, it's actually, it actually plays in perfectly with our topic today. So, so Jeremy, you know, what's Addison? Why why are we, uh, why do we have the pleasure of uh, having Addison join us today? So my wife has an assembly today. Um, was supposed to uh, was supposed to have my mother in law end up watching watching her, and my mother in law felt ill, and thus she wasn't able to watch her. And so, guess what? The show must go on. We need yep. to record a podcast, and uh, so you guys get to hear Daniel Tiger's neighborhood in the background <laughs> on the iPad, and you get to hear my two year old uh, trying to speak into the microphone the entire podcast, which will be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, life happens, Jeremy. Life happens. You hear, like you said, you hear it in my voice. I'm a little bit under the weather, but again, the show. Must must go on. So, um, you know, without further ado, Jeremy, we're talking about how to keep business rolling, even though life might be happening. You know, you might fall ill. You know, you might have a, an assembly that your wife has to go to. You have to bring the kid in or, you you know, one of your kids might get ill or or something might happen that you just can't bring yourself to come into the office. So, Jeremy, there's 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 a, so many things that could happen. So many things that could happen. How how do we as 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 business operators or you know our listeners might might be single unit restaurant operators? How do they keep the business running if they're not able to be there? You know, especially in the single business uh, single unit restaurant space. You know, the owners oftentimes wear so many hats. Yeah. How, how do you distribute all of those responsibilities out? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we've talked about it for years. Um, it, it's people, you know, you've got to get the right people in to work with you. And so um, no different than than even around the office. I know that when we get done recording this podcast, I've got people that are even going to be able to help while I go to my next business meeting, help me with my daughter. But you know what? The, the right people when you can't go into the office are huge. You know, you ultimately, I know a lot of solopreneurs and, and entrepreneurs that own their own businesses have a hard time leaving, have a hard time taking vacation. But if you get the right people hired and you train them properly, you know, you'll end up being in a place where you can trust them so that you can take off and go have personal time, whether that's to deal with a sick kid or that's to go to an assembly 
or that's to go to, you know, some other event or on vacation. Oh, vacation's a big one. I mean, that that is the that is probably the biggest thing that we hear is people are like, we haven't taken vacation in years. And that's not healthy. You mm-hmm. have to you have to rest. <laughs> otherwise, you wind up sounding like me. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're sick like uh, like Ryan is right now. Other. Yeah, it, it's absolutely imperative. And, you know, Jeremy, in a previous podcast, we actually talked about hiring and finding the right talent to run to run the business. And and by finding that right talent, it's actually it actually makes leaving the environment for whatever reason a lot easier a lot easier because they're people that you can trust. Mm-hmm. They're people that you have vetted. They're people, they're friends of people that you trust deeply and you know that they have a responsibility that to, to uphold, you know, a, a certain standard that, that, you know, their friends might, might hold them to. So, or, I mean, if you've got the right people and you've set up the right, you know, process and, and uh, you very well, you know, could leave for extended periods of time. I mean, one of my favorite, um, podcast that I listen to is um, Tim Ferriss and he you know he wrote the four hour work week and his whole thing is is how do you automate yourself and how do you hire people to be able to do the stuff that you you know you don't necessarily need to do uh, and you know whether there's there's ever any truth behind a four hour work week but in the end how do you as an entrepreneur or as a as a business owner get to a place where you can have others do the job that you need to do but you've trained them so well that they're going to ultimately do it as well or better than you could do it um you know in your business and so those are some of the things that, that I definitely think you should consider with getting the right people and then making sure that you set objectives for them to to hit yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and if, if you guys haven't listened to our, um, finding the right talent or, <laughs> or hiring best practices, I would absolutely start there. That, that podcast, it's going to give you the, uh, it's going to give you the foundation of how to, how to, um, find those right people to start building this, this pyramid. You know, we, we've talked about it before, Jeremy. People, process, technology. That's mm-hmm. what, you know, that's how we run CBS. That's how we run the restaurant technology guys. And that's how we run, basically, you know, that's how we run our lives. We try to surround ourselves with people that are going to help build us up. We build processes into our life. You know, you, we did a, we did a, um, a full podcast, a full on podcast, how, how on, I automate my life and, yep. and the different tools that I use to make my life easier. And so there's a process in there and some of the technology. So, um, so, you know, we've, we've talked about it in the past guys. And, and, and that's really something that, that we, we can't, we can't stress enough. So the foundation of that though is finding the right people. Go listen to the hiring podcast. Go listen to some of Jeremy's, how he automates his life. And that's going to, that's going to set that foundation of, of setting your business in the right direction so that you can go and take a sick day. You can go on a cruise, a seven night cruise. Can you imagine going on a seven night cruise and not worrying about uh, the business back at home? That'd be, that'd be a huge weight off the shoulders. So the second step in that, Jeremy, is process. And you kind of touched on it a little bit just now, but talk about building a process and why process is such a, an integral role in actually being able to take time off um, or or be able to find yourself out of the office or out of the restaurant? Well, I think one of the biggest things that we need to make sure of is that our team understands what it is that they're to do and that they understand how to do what you would have done. And so you oftentimes, I mean, unless you're, um, I shouldn't say even say unless, in the end, 
when you are there, you are doing some things over and over again, whether it's greeting guests or it's checking on the kitchen temperatures or it's looking at the ordering or it's looking at the inventory. You're doing the same things day in and day out. And so whether it's you or somebody on your team or even hiring a consultant that's walking around and following you and tick marking, what do you do every day? Or you write down what you do every day. Yeah, you know, you're doing these things every single day over and over and over again. You might not even recognize that you're actually doing these things. They might just be something that you've done for so long that it just starts to become kind of that second nature. So how is that a process? Well, in the end, anything that you do on a consistent basis it can turn into a process very easily and it's easily documentable as well. And so with that, I mean, strongly suggest as you're doing those things, you might, you know, like Ryan said, you're probably not going to think of it as a, think of it as a process, but it is. Whether it's greeting the guests in the dining room, doing inventory checks, doing kitchen line checks, checking in with your staff, those are things that are, that are, um, being done on a consistent basis. And so really that's a process. And so what does the process look like? Identify how it works, identify what's happening with it, and then identify it and put it down on paper because God forbid something were to happen to you, nobody would know how to take that on. And so you might say, I'm irreplaceable in the restaurant, which may be true, but in the end, if you need to get out of that restaurant, you need to know what are those things that you are starting to do or not do and have somebody else that can take it on from you. People find pride in the fact that, hey, this business wouldn't operate without me. That's mm-hmm. not, especially if you have to take time off because your kids are sick. That means there's a lot riding on you staying well and staying, you know, a, 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 staying with the ability, keeping the ability to uh, to go into that restaurant day in and day out. But but by by identifying those things that that you do on a daily basis and being able to to write them down, you know, I go in, I check the I check my emails, I respond to my emails, I check the freezer temperatures, make sure the freezer's good. I go out to the guests, greet the guests at lunch, you know, smile, ask them how their meal was. If there was something wrong, I fix it. Then you start taking those different tasks and you start reassigning those tasks to others. Maybe maybe they don't replace you, but what they do is they're going to start learning how you do it. And and they may ultimately end up doing it a little bit differently than you do, but at least the things that you would have been doing had you had you been in the property are going to get done. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point, Jeremy, because a lot of times people will see people don't do things the exact same way as everyone else. You know, I, I do, I, I do things differently than you do things, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. And, and, and as an entrepreneur, you're so used to doing things one certain way and having things look one certain way and having things done one certain way that it's difficult to kind of break those mental walls down and say, Hey, there are a couple different ways to skin a cat, Yep. you know? And so, and so embracing that, that's actually where that true process step comes into place. That's the first step of building a process. And once you get it down on paper, then you can evaluate it and say, well, is this the most efficient use of my time? Is this the most efficient way to do these things? And you can get some feedback. So that part's also huge is when you start to write down what you do. It was amazing when I recorded with, you know, I recorded with Jim Roddy from Vantiv a couple of weeks ago at the Retail Now show, um, you know, a few weeks back. I, it was amazing to even listen back to myself and it enhanced what I was doing. And so just looking at how you do what you do ends up making you evaluate it and say, is this really the best use of my time? Is this the best way to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish? And so writing it down, evaluating it when you're well is great. 
Yeah. I mean, Jeremy, it's you find it in a number of other different quote unquote industries, if you will. You know, all the self-help people, all of the weight loss people, all of the fitness people, they say, you know what, if you want to change something, you have to first identify what it is you're doing. If you want like And uh, start to track it. Exactly, exactly. You know, you, you, you look at you look at weight loss. People are like, food journal. That's the first step. Food journal, food journal. Write down every single thing that goes in your mouth. So what am I supposed to do about that half a pizza that I ate this morning for breakfast? For breakfast? <laughs> write it down. <laughs> Just write it, write down. it down. Okay. But right. like put like a little Do I have to? Put a little sad face next to that because <laughs> I don't know what you were doing with half a pizza in the morning. I never have half a pizza left over. <laughs> from the night before enough to uh enough to have half a pizza so that's funny um but no so anyway so you see it everywhere guys and and it's no different for entrepreneurship it's no different for running a restaurant or running your own business write your processes down you'll be way better for it and then from there jeremy now we kind of now we kind of break into the technology side of it, and the technology side of it is truly where uh, the marriage of these people and the processes kind of take place. By now, you've kind of set the stage. You're like, you know what? I've got the right people that will be able to run my business if I'm not there. I have the right processes in place. They know what to do. But and so now there's the technology side. But before we get into the technology side of it, Addison has something she'd like to say. Hi. Say hello, people. Hi. <laughs> say what's your name? Huh? Hi. Hello. <laughs> and then we're gonna say thank you to our sponsors. As restaurant operators, we're limited by the square footage of our restaurants. But how can we maximize each? and every square foot within our building to help drive profits. Our friends at Northstar POS have written a brand new white paper exclusive for RTG podcast listeners. It's called Business Beyond the Walls, technology that tackles four-wall economics. Now, if you've listened to RTG podcasts before, we've talked about the four-wall economics. This exclusive white paper talks about tearing down those walls and how to maximize the profitability of all of your restaurants leveraging technology. Go to Northstar pos.com slash rtg to download your free exclusive copy today that's northstarpos.com slash rtg northstarpos.com slash rtg so anyway jeremy we are talking about being able to find yourself out of the office be it for kids illness vacation whatever the case is it's it's something that self-help and family help and family health and uh mental wellness it's something that people tend to push aside when they're running a, a successful business, when they're running a business in general. So how do we, um, so how do we, so how, how do we do this? And so we talked about the people, finding the right people. We talked about the process. We talked about how to, how to, how to take what you do on a daily basis, write it down, identify what it is you do, and then start assigning these different tasks to other people so that you can start building the trust that, uh, that they're going to be able to do this when you're not in the office or mm-hmm. not on the restaurant. So now we're on technology, people process technology. It's the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's the, it's the spear point. It's, it's, it's how you're going to practically do this. So Jeremy, what are some of the tools that you've found, you know, working, working in business, working in restaurants, working all over, in successfully, in actually successfully managing business from out of the office? Well, I think any new technology innovation that you use needs to be 
I guess, omni-channel, and I say omni-channel, you need to be able to get to your data, you need to be able to get to your tools, you need to be able to get to anything and everything you're using from mobile, from your tablet, from your PC, from anywhere in the world with an internet connection. And so the biggest thing that I would say is, is whatever tools you're evaluating, whether that's point of sale or that's your email app, or it shouldn't be defined to only be able to be used in the office and only be able to be used, you know, you know, you should be able to use it from anywhere, whether that's Office 365 or Google Docs, or you've got to be able to, to do that. And so, you know, cloud-based point of sale is something to consider, whether you're looking at reporting, you're looking at menu management, you're looking at your, the, the different tools that you need. They are all going to end up helping because you have no idea when you're going to have a two-year-old sitting on your lap talking. You need to be able to get back to that person. And the thing is, is the tool sets that are out there today, we've never lived in a time that has been easier to work remotely. I mean, Mm -hmm. you see whole gig economies being born for people that (laughs) they're... They've they've never met their clients face to face. There are mm-hmm. people that are that are running million dollar businesses that have never ever ever once met their clients face to face. So can you define the gig economy? Because I think sometimes we talk about these things and we understand them, but but maybe our audience doesn't know what that looks like. What yeah. what what is a gig and and how is the economy work? And what are some of the tools that you've used to even be able to go do a marketing campaign or a, a social campaign? So the gig economy, Jeremy. You know, think about that Uber model. So you have people. So that like Addison here that have something that people need, like we're taking Uber, for example, they're able to they're, they they need to get from exactly. They need to get from point A to point B. They have a car. They're not they're not tethered They're you know, and, and they make it very easy for for people to do that. Let's say, for example, you're running a restaurant and you want to do a uh, marketing campaign. The gig economy could let you do that without going to a traditional advertising agency, a traditional marketing firm or whatever. You can just hop online, find a go to upwork.com, one of those type of sites and find someone to do a portion of the work for a fraction of the of the cost. And so and so it's really um it's really the it's it, the gig economy is is the internet connecting people in ways that in ways that are micro micro jobs, if you will. Yeah, you don't have to have a full business going in order to have those things. Whether, like I said, it could be a social campaign, a marketing campaign, uh, a door to door flyer that you want to get produced, but you don't have a full time marketing agency. You can get somebody that just graduated with a degree in marketing that might not have a full time job yet, but it now is in a place where they need a little bit of work. You're going to pay them a couple hundred dollars. They're not out of work. They're sitting, you know, around playing Halo in their you know dorm room. Room, but they can go make a few hundred dollars to do a flyer for you. And so there's a bunch of tools like, you know, you, you mentioned one of them. Fiverr, I know, is one that we've talked about. Yeah. And, and the and the gig economy, Jeremy, you know, we we're, we're kind of we're kind of getting off off track a little bit with the technology. But but that that is what we're talking about. You know, the Internet has never made things more accessible. You can be across the world and see exactly what's going on in your restaurant. You mm-hmm. can manage your point of sale from across the world. You can you can talk to in real time your staff from across the world. You can you can uh, monitor your uh, freezer temperatures, your grill temperatures, you, your point of sale data, your um you know whether it's cameras or just different through IoT that you're going to have within your restaurant to be able to do 
monitoring and management of every every piece of componentry within the restaurant. Exactly. Everything everything is able to be done online. I mean, and again, we're in a we're in a time where it's it's easier than ever. In fact, I would even go as far as say is you could you could almost run a restaurant or not even run or start a restaurant and and maybe aside from going and seeing the real estate because it is a real estate business in as much as a service business um aside from actually going and seeing that you could gig out the whole the whole um you could gig out the whole thing everything, everything. If, you, if you wanted to and you were good with de- developing processes easily you could absolutely you see some of the major chains they don't they when they when they roll out new stores some of them don't even have rollout teams some of them don't even have implementation teams anymore because they are so dialed in so the cost of of opening a new store has gone down dramatically just because of some of these yeah, things. Yeah, and and with the internet, you've got video technology that can do a lot of that stuff. So you don't have to get on an airplane or you don't have to get in a car and drive to those new properties. So whether it's an LMS system that you might be able to implement, and that that goes back to part of your process. An LMS system being a uh, a learning management system. That learning of how to run the restaurant when you're not there is huge. Exactly. And, you know, Jeremy, one of the biggest things that, that we have to touch on is, is setting up, how do you, how do you gauge the success of these different things, you know? And that's setting up these KPIs. You know, those KPIs being those key performance indicators. There, there are ways that you can manage it remotely. But if you don't, if you don't keep an eye on them, if you don't know what to look for, then you're just kind of shooting, you're shooting in the dark, you know? And, and so establishing those KPIs, which could go back to the process, you know, it yep, could go I was going to say, that's, that's really part of your process yep. is what are you, what are your expectations? What are your profit margins? What are your labor percentages that you're looking to run? What are the different things that you're looking to build into your business? What are those things that you look at before you cut servers, before you add servers, before you cut kitchen staff? You have those things that that are part of your process, and ultimately they end up being part of your KPIs. Exactly, absolutely. So, Jeremy, you know, we we talked a lot about some of the some of the processes, some of the ways that our listeners can uh, can go and actually um, and and actually take a vacation. They mm-hmm. can they can be sick like I am. They can bring a, a child to work, you know, and, and they have or to could have stayed home and not recorded a podcast today. You know what? Whatever the case might be, our listeners are going to benefit from this. Absolutely. Um, you know, to our listeners, guys, if you if you have ways, if you figured out something that we don't know. By all means, let us know about it. We we would love to know how you guys managed to get yourselves out of the office. So hit us up on Twitter at Rest Tech Guys. Hit us up on our website, restauranttechnologyguys.com. You can call us. You can uh, follow us on Facebook. Um, we'd love to know about it because, frankly, if you're guys sharing something that we don't know, then that means it's a greater it's a greater opportunity that we can um, we can you know stay at home with our kids and and uh, maybe not get the rest of the office sick like I'm probably going to do. Well, and at the end, you probably started a business because you wanted freedom. You know, you wanted freedom from time. You wanted freedom from. Um, you know, from having to work for somebody. And so with that freedom, it ends up being um, a situation where you ultimately, if you don't build these things in, you're not free because you're now stuck being in a place where you um, are uh, a slave to that restaurant. And so you started a business for freedom, but then if you get stuck having to deal with these things and you don't build the, get the right people, build in the right process and add the technology to enhance that, you're going to end up getting stuck. 
Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and, and it is funny that you say that because that, that happens so often. People, you know, in the entrepreneur world, entrepreneurs are the only people that are willing to work a hundred hours a week. So they don't have to work 40 hours a week. I, I know. And it, and it's true. I mean, one of my favorite podcasts is, is by a guy named Dan Sullivan, who's co- uh, coached a lot of successful entrepreneurs. Um, and Dan Sullivan talks about, you know, you have to create freedom. Um, and freedom from time and freedom from from obligations because you've set up your life in a way that's manageable and it's really helping you achieve your goals of having you know freedom of time, freedom of choice. And again, that's why a lot of entrepreneurs start their own business and don't want to go work for the man. And so don't be a slave to your business. Build these things in because if you don't, you will become a slave to your business. And then you just bought yourself a job. Yep. You haven't bought yourself a business. Exactly. Exactly. If you guys haven't checked out 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, it's a really, really good um, resource. Some of, you know, it's, it's met with some criticism, I would say, but, um, but the, the, the core of it is the core of it's there and the core of it is exactly what we're talking about. Um, I'm not sure if Tim Ferriss has heard the restaurant technology guys podcast yet, but, uh, I'm sure it's on his radar, uh, to check out soon. So guys, we will, uh, we'll, we'll shoot a link in the, in the description out to some of his stuff. It's, it's really good. Um, it's really good in it and it and is exactly what we're talking about. It's 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 separating yourself enough from your business so that you're still in it. You're also not a slave to the business like Jeremy was describing. So guys, thank you so much for your time. I know that it that I know that this one's been a little bit more chaotic. You've heard kids in the background, Daniel Tiger. You're like, man, this guy sounds like he is a he is one foot in the grave, about ready to about ready to uh you know keel over at any time. But we appreciate your patience and guys, um, you know, it's authentic. You know, we're, we're, we're just like you. We have lives. We have, uh, we have things going on that, that we can't, um, that we can't help. So hopefully you found some value in this. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at rest tech guys on Twitter. On, we're on Facebook. Reach out to us on our website, restaurant technology Guys, we'd also really love a, a rating on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, whatever your favorite platform is that you are listening to us right now. It's going to help us share these types of messages and a little bit of the chaos with everyone else that's out there. We're just trying to make the industry better as a whole. Jeremy, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we let our listeners finally go? It just if you if you want a visual of the of the uh, the terror that's been on this podcast, Addison Grace, um, you can go ahead and check out our Facebook page. Go go give us a like so that uh, you see some of the live updates and some of the more authentic parts of us recording the podcast and building the blog and our different. Uh, speaking engagements and those kind of things. But uh, we appreciate the, the, we do this for you guys. You guys hear us say this every single podcast. Ultimately, the reason why we do this is because we want to add value to the industry. And so hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Hopefully it's, uh, it is adding a, a bit of value to your life and a bit of value to your business. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing and, uh, and we wouldn't do it without you. Absolutely. Uh, well, Jeremy, thank you for your time. Addison, thank you for your time. I know it's extremely valuable. So thank you. <laughs> and to our listeners, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you and go out there and make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Technology Guys podcast. Visit restauranttechnologyguys.com for tips, industry insights, and more to help you run your restaurant better.